This is Lake Effect on 89.7 WUWN. I'm Joy Powers. Barred from playing in baseball's major leagues in the early 1900s, black baseball players instead played in the Negro Leagues. After Major League Baseball integrated in 1947, these leagues continued for another decade. Dennis Biddle was a pitcher on the Chicago American Giants, a Negro League team in the 1950s. After a career-ending injury while trying out for the Chicago Cubs, Biddle moved to Milwaukee and has lived here ever since. Today, he and his wife Patrice run the Yesterday's Negro League Baseball Players Foundation, which aims to educate the public about Negro League history and serve former Negro League players. Lake Effect Sam Woods speaks with Dennis and Patrice Biddle about how the foundation was formed and what it's doing today. I was born in a little town called Magnolia, Arkansas. Population 9,999. The day I was born, I made it 10,000. And uh, I was uh, a star athlete in high school. I had scholarship offers to play basketball, and football in college. But no one offered me a scholarship to play baseball. It's something I really wanted to do. I excelled in baseball. Jackie Robinson had just opened the door. I felt I had an opportunity to play now in the major leagues. So I turned down the scholarship office to go to Chicago to play in the Negro Baseball League. My bus ticket to Chicago one way was $12. I had $8 in my pocket. But $8 and and a hug from my mom carried me to Chicago to try out for the Chicago American Giants. I'm 17 years old. I'm going to a big city, Chicago. I I don't know anybody there. All I know is, is I knew how to throw that baseball. And I felt that would carry me, and it did. Five days later, I was pitching my first professional baseball game in Memphis, Tennessee, 17 years old. I won the game. I got, I played two years. I got injured. Uh, I went to the Cubs as a free agent in, in uh, 55. I got injured. Really, in 58, forced me out the game, 1958. Uh, the club released me. I moved to Milwaukee. I went to the university here, became a social worker. I worked for the state of Wisconsin for 24 years and retired. Fast forward to 1995, you get a letter in the mail from the um, Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Um, can you describe what that letter was all about and kind of yeah. what your feeling was and, and what that experience was like? For, for many years... Uh, after blacks were now playing in the major league. For many years, they never even talked about the Negro Baseball League. They never even talked about the players that went to the major league. They said very little about their play in the Negro League. I got this letter from, uh, from the museum in Kansas City, inviting me to the 75th anniversary of the Negro Baseball League. And I went there, and I saw a lot of these old men who I did not remember that remembered me because I heard the word kid, kid, kid as I checked into the hotel. 
TV cameras were going 24 hours a day, pictures being taken, interviews by these old living legends. It was 314 players assembled there. And as I sat there looking at them, I, there was no, why are people not talking about that part of our history, you know? These men made that history along with me, and I ain't heard nothing about it. Some of them were, were being used to make money off the name and likeness, but it was something that I found out that really disturbed me. We had no representation. All of these players, people were making millions of dollars off the name and likeness of the Negro League, and none of that money was going to those old men. They had no representation. There was a few organizations claiming to represent this, just to make money. But what happened is that a young man by the name of Sherwood Brewer, who had been trying to do something for many years, he had played with and against them all. He was with Kansas City Monarch when Jackie came. And we started an organization called Yesterday's Negro League Baseball Players, LLC. But that was to represent the living players of the Negro Baseball League. Nobody knew it. We had a museum in Kansas City, had people thinking they represented us, and they did not. We had no representation until then. If I if I remember correctly, how it's uh, at least described in your in your book, kind of the impetus for this foundation was that Major League Baseball had offered um, had had announced at this anniversary that they were um, offering former Negro League players uh, health insurance and um, a pension, I believe, as well. You notice that you were you never this is the first you were hearing about it, um, and you uh, so obviously you had not gotten the letter. You probably weren't going to get a check, and so you're like, what's what's going Going on here, and long story short, um, do after doing some digging, you found that there was about a six-month effort to try to find all the players they could find, um, and then after that, they just closed the account. And um, we said, well, this is not the kind of representation that uh, we other former players uh, deserve, and so that's kind of what led to the foundation. Is is that accurate? Mr. Um, was trying to do when he met me. But we had no organization. There was no, no organization representing the players. So that's what I do now. Yeah. Last 27 years I've been doing. But my book details a lot of the things that I've done down through the years and up to now. And I met my wife. She's the backbone now because she was an educator. She felt that this is something that should be taught in schools. This is something our young people should know. She joined me, not only as my wife, but she set up she's setting up organization now. She'll talk about that. That's a that's a great segue <laughs> to introduce Patrice. So um, Patrice Biddle, thank you for also for joining us here. You've worked uh, along with Dennis um, on the foundation for um, a number of years. Can you talk a little bit how it has grown and changed um, over the years? Sure. So when I met Dennis, he has spent over 30 years or so 
um, in advocacy of the surviving players, right? So he's been advocating for the surviving players and working and doing the annual tribute games uh, to celebrate them, acknowledge them, recognize them, and so forth and so on. And I thought it was an excellent gesture, and it's something that no one else was doing. So what I started thinking about as an educator and having spent time with school kids and in schools was the preservation component of it. How do we preserve their legacy, right? Because these men were their 80s and 90s. Like, what happens if they're all going home to glory? How do we keep that history alive, right? Because they're doing it orally now, but how do we make sure that these kids are getting that connection so that they can learn the lessons, right? So I did, uh, we established a nonprofit organization called Bridging Gaps to Greatness. And that's where we connect with schools and community organizations to do uh, 21st century learning concepts where they can learn the history and the experiences of these um, Negro League ball players um, that can help them better identify with not just the history, but the identity of their greatness. And that, so that was the idea behind it. And so now we are piloting with a school right now, a Christian school um, called um, Hope Christian Schools, where we go in, we do a pilot, and Dennis does the oral component, I do the literacy component, and then we have a baseball clinic. So we've taken it to the schools. One of the big debates right now, and has been for over the past 25 years, is how do we get African-American kids back interested in the sport of baseball? How do we make the changes in Major League Baseball where we can have more representation of African-Americans in the sport? So we decided to go to the schools where we can reach the kids as opposed to waiting for them to come to the parks, which was not happening for whatever reasons. So now we have an opportunity to make the connection with kids, introduce them to the sport at an early age so they can develop the love of the game, and then we can create those pipelines of opportunities where we work with Little League organizations to feed those kids into those organizations and continue to work with them in training and mentorship. And that's what we're doing. And so, and this celebration that we're having this coming up weekend with Beckham Stapleton Little League is part of that partnership. That's a Little League organization established by Beckham, who's a former Negro League baseball player as well, um, where we will work with him on bringing kids to, and we're also in need of coaches, referees, all the various um, positions and opportunities in the sport from um, other organizations to help pull this thing together. So if you are anyone out there that knows uh, people who could help in contributing to this cause by you know either volunteering or help developing the program where we can create opportunities for youth, even paying them, uh, that would be a great help because the initiative is for all of us to try to you know be the village. Secondly, we're having the Milwaukee Bears commemoration ceremony at the Clinton Rose Park where we, this is the second or third annual celebration we've had there, um, where we're going to have the Negro League ball players there and we're going to have some of the dignitaries do the unveiling because it was just renovated by um, Milwaukee Historical Society. And so we're going to celebrate that landmark because it's very significant to the history of Milwaukee because there was a Milwaukee Bears Negro League team in 1923 yeah. that was in that area when it was Orchard Field. Yeah. And so, um, and that's what the celebration is all about, bringing it all together while we preserve that legacy and letting the kids see what we're doing, learn what we're doing, and hopefully pass it on for generations to come.
this upcoming weekend um, with the Tribute Game and then um, all the events that, um, Patrice, you just mentioned. There's going to be a lot going on having to do with Negro League history and um, Milwaukee going forward. In addition to all these kinds of events that you would, um, you just mentioned, Patrice, um, there was also uh, an effort to bring some living former Negro League players to uh, to Milwaukee and put them up in a hotel so they go to that tribute game and be honored in person and, and feel the appreciation that is, you know, ostensibly meant for them um, at this game. Can you talk about the progress that's been made towards that effort and if they'll be able to, to make it to the, to the area? Yes, we have received some donations um, from some very uh, uh, people throughout the community we are very grateful for. We've had um, a corporate organizations such as Burgard and Molina Healthcare to um, chime in on uh, sponsoring the, the event, Brewers. and the Milwaukee Brewers and Holy Redeemer Church of God in Christ. Um, so, and we're having um, youth baseball players from Chicago to come over to join us in this celebration, but we're still in need of support. So if there's anyone who would like to donate to this cause, um, we did get the guys in the hotels, but we still have some just ongoing um, expenses that needs to be dealt with that we're working on to make the celebration uh, as grand as it should be. If you would like to give a donation to the cause moving forward to assist us in this devil further, then you can go to yesterdaysnegroleague.com. There's a donation button, and we will be so very grateful um, to your support. That was Dennis and Patrice Biddle, who together run yesterday's Negro League Baseball Players Foundation to educate about the history of Negro Leagues. They spoke with Lake Effect Sam Woods. 